Should we get this uh, show sure. on the road here, sure. Jerry? Here's the intro. Now on Jared, you'll have numerous dongles, so you can always have your drops. Gotta have a backup dongle. <laughs> I think I just need to take this chance to reinvent my system altogether. That's another way to do it, for and sure. The, and I think that's actually what I'm going to do. Nice. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are talking about some of the most common foreign languages in uh, the different states in the U.S., we probably won't touch on uh, each state every, uh, you know, we do have 50 states, um, but we will be talking about some ones. I certainly want to discuss some that were a bit surprising that I didn't expect. Um, and you may be wondering, well, why does it matter what uh, most common second language they speak in uh, certain states? Well, for any of our listeners uh, based in the U.S. right now, um, it still is not super easy and open to travel everywhere, but if you're trying to learn one of these foreign languages, maybe you can make a little road trip and check out that state. Um, and I want to give an early shout out um, to two YouTubers. Um, Xiaoman NYC is one, and uh, Frankie Light is the other, and these two gentlemen uh, are actually kind of what gave me this idea for today's episode, which uh, these two gentlemen are polyglot YouTubers. Well, I know at least Shaman is a polyglot YouTuber. He speaks numerous languages. And what he does is he goes to uh, markets, um, restaurants, different places, and he'll speak the native tongue of these people. Um, and it's always so amazing to see their shock, awe, and surprise when he begins to interact with them in their native language. So Frankie if you need some extra language practice, uh, what, Jared? Sorry, I forgot that you were still doing the intro. I got distracted. <laughs> You're good. Keep going. Keep going. I'm so sorry. So if you need some extra language practice, some of these states might be a good place for you to visit in the near future. So, uh, and, you know, we did begin this podcast as a travel-based and a language-learning-based podcast. So we're kind of getting back to our roots today, which I'm pretty excited about. And uh, this podcast would not be possible without my uh, awesome co-host, my good buddy, Jared. So with that being said, what's going on, Jared? Hello. Sorry. I, 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 um, I, I get so comfortable listening to your intros for a hot sec. I was, I, I forgot you were, you weren't, this it wasn't my time. Frankie Light, uh, is, he's like this, uh, this, this black dude that's in, in a, in China that I'm seeing here, or he's not in China, is he? I no, don't know where no, he is. I don't think he's ever been in, uh, been to China. Now I've only seen a few uh, okay. videos with him, but from my understanding is he learned Chinese by working at a Chinese barber shop in New York City. Um, which is a crazy way to learn any language, let alone Chinese. How did he learn Chinese that way? I mean, you you just you probably. I mean, I'm sure he did some private study on his own. Okay, but but you know, but by having people to practice with and sure, ask questions every key. day, I I know a few people who worked in kitchens and they worked with a lot of um, you know La, Latina Latino uh, workers and. Uh, they ended up being able to pick up some Spanish from it. So so you never know, you know. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I thought it would be fun today to talk about those things. Yeah, um, I still can't believe I interrupted you. I'm, I'm so oh, mad you're at good. myself. You're good. I, I, no I know, but I'm, 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 I'm going to think about this for the rest of my day. <laughs> it's trust, it's kind of like when you uh, worry, say everyone, something will stupid five years ago and you still stay up late at night thinking about that stupid thing you said at a party five years yeah, ago. Yeah, now I have a new one. <laughs> now I have a new one to add to that list. Oh, that's great. That is funny. 
Uh, well, but it's good to see you again, buddy. Um, yeah, glad, for glad sure. Glad things are going well. Back yeah. in Michigan, back home. Mm-hmm. Your house hunt continues. Yeah, tell me about it, dude. Tell me about it. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. It, it. it is what it is. You know, maybe I was, maybe I'm just meant to be a renter. And I understand. I understand. I should know my place in the economic food chain. And that's as a renter, <laughs> <laughs> not an owner. Uh, you, you know why? Why? Slavery. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about, um, <laughs> did you hear about uh, the Southwest pilot that got caught up in a little bit of a, uh, hot mic situation no what happened this should not happen let me let me, let me just tell you about this real quick because everyone was making fun of this guy uh so an faa faa investigating a pilot whose cursing rant was recorded and i'll play it for you in a second if you Ooh, want to hear i'm it. excited uh federal safety officials are investigating a southwest airlines pilot who was recorded making a cuss-filled rant about northern california liberals in his phone <laughs> And it's plane, excuse oh, no. <laughs> me, ready for takeoff in San Jose, California. A spokesman for the Federal Aviation Administration said Friday that the agency also reported uh, the incident to the airline. Southwest said he was handling the ma- matter internally. The incident previously reported by uh, uh, some the San Francisco gate happened earlier this month on uh, Norman Y. Mineta S. at the at the San Jose airport and was captured by the live ATC website. All right, here. Uh, now they just have it in quotes, but I can just play it for you. Uh, hold on, let me let me pull it up once again. You know, I should have been prepared. I understand, but my setup is confusing to, even to me. I'm I'm so lost and scared. <laughs> here we go. Hey, you'll you'll get there. All right, you're gonna have to be quiet to hear this because Zoom is weird. One on four three, ready to go. Yeah, fuck this place. Goddamn liberal fucks. Throw like eight guns out here somewhere. That's it. Fuck. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> Probably got around that fucking Hyundai. Fuck it. Fuck it. Lower shit. I go slow as fuck. <laughs> oh my god. And last. Calling on tower. That's uh, one two four one zero. Hi, Mike. If you don't have balls in this, you're fucking rolling coal, man. <laughs> Did you hear he said? You so don't have balls unless you're rolling coal, man. Oh. <laughs> and the person, <laughs> the person before that was saying, uh, was the tower saying you're on an open mic or a hot mic? That's hilarious. Oh, so, but so that wasn't heard though by passengers. That was only heard by the internal the tower. Yeah, right. That's still. I'm sure. I'm sure those people at the tower hear some shit. I'll bet you. I'm sure that's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. You think? Yeah, but uh, you just think they don't always get uh, turned in for it. I, I think they probably don't usually. Get I feel like. In for yeah. It. I, I mean, I guess it's like at work. I've been in so many work situations where where it's like someone's like, "Can you please mute your mic?" You know, right? <laughs> so you, it's you had this... a hot mic situation. All right, once. listen, listen. It's not <laughs> That's about all me. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still employed, and uh, even I'm shocked a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Did, can I ask you a question? Did you hear about mm-hmm. this this cargo ship in the Suez Canal? What the uh, hell is yeah. up with that? Yeah. Um, well, how I did think that happen? Well, I think it was like, uh, wasn't it like high winds or high storms and it like caused the ship to turn a block, the Suez, Suez Canal? 
Yeah, so the Suez Canal is uh, apparently one of the most popular canals in uh, in the world, and I believe what does it cut through like part of Africa? Yeah, it cuts oh, yeah. up. Yeah, up through the top of Africa and through that way. So it's a much quicker, oh, less I dangerous see. route than going under and around the Horn, lower right. Horn of Africa. So it's a, that that's a lot easier way to get from the Indian Ocean to the um, Mediterranean, which then gets you to the Atlantic. Yep. Rather than going Indian Ocean down under Africa around, you can exactly. cut through the north part of and Africa. Apparently around that horn of Africa is really dangerous um, in terms of cargo ships and trying to like travel a, that route. You mean like pirates and stuff? Well, and there are pirates there too, but I've heard also the, the, oh, the, the, waters. the seas and the water. Exactly. I see, I see. See, that's, exactly. that's, my, that's my racism right there. Going my, for the pirates immediately? The, my, that was my American ignorance. I was like, obviously he means pirates. Uh, <laughs> this is my ship now. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I was just it, it, there was just so many jokes about that. And for some reason, like, I, I just found it so interesting how, how there were so many jokes about it. And, and I was just, for the life of me, couldn't figure out, one, how that would happen. And then and obviously I never looked into it. And then two, also why it would be so difficult to, to get it out of there because you know they had there were jokes about how there's like one uh, bulldozer trying Just to like slowly digging, yeah, yeah, digging out this gigantic uh, ship and. To me, it looks like you could just tie a string to the front, tie a string to the back, get a boat on each side, and sort of just pull it straight. But I'm guess it seems like it's not that simple. Probably not. Uh, well, apparently. Well, for, first, first <laughs> of all, I'm sure some of it has to do with the weight. I think the ship is like, oh, I, f- I saw the number somewhere. It was it was an absorbent amount of tons, um, so right. it was you know super heavy. Um, it is two hundred thousand metric tons. There we go. Yeah. So the ever uh, yeah, given, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, I highly, I, I would imagine they've got to have some some engineers down there, you know, frantically sure. trying to drop some plans. But, but yeah, it, you're I right. Hope this though. isn't I mean, gonna slow down PS5 delivery even more. Yeah, probably will. Probably will. <laughs> um, it's crazy the, though. Too, we can't how handle much, that over here. Definitely not. Well, it's crazy how much um, that little clog. Um, or blockage in the Suez Canal has has like damaged international trade and all that stuff. It's it's yeah. really crazy how interconnected we really are, and how fragile a lot of the systems we have set up. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like yeah. I've I've started to uh, there's this guy I watch on YouTube who's this Norwegian guy, um, and he basically just shoots these videos of him out in the woods just talking about random topics, right? Um, um, and so so this guy though he was saying how, you know. We're, we're so dependent on so many other people, we don't even realize it. Um, but then when shit really will hit the fan, um, his concern is we're going to turn against each other. Uh, which Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's just crazy just to think of how, how much we take for granted on a daily basis. You know, just the fact that we're sitting here, we have running electricity, working internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, it's crazy, too, if you think about it, if someone were to travel into today's time from the past how shocked they would be just at all the modern commodities that we have that we really do take for granted. Yeah, yeah, we still complain, of course, of course, but that's what we do the best is complain. I feel <laughs> like through true. generations, that's probably <laughs> that's what, what people have done best is complain. Um, uh, oh, geez, I had something I just wanted to ask you. Oh, did you, by the way, this is uh, totally off topic, not that we're really on a topic. Did you hear about the Derek Jackson thing? Yeah, dude, I was wondering <laughs> if we were going to talk about that, so... 
I'm so glad you mentioned that because this is a hilarious thing that's been going on. Um, and there's so many content creators out there who have talked about this. So, oh my gosh. The, 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 in a nutshell, Derek Jackson is a, uh, a an individual, a gentleman, a guy who um, panders to a certain audience, uh, generally, generally the ladies. Um, and basically he says, you know, that he says all these things at the expense of a lot of men, like, you know, like I think he had a t-shirt at some point that said black men don't cheat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he, he also had a video, uh, talking about how, if a guy cheats on you, you know, it's, it's not like it just happened. It's very premeditated. Well, people call him a simp too. The manosphere, your, your group of people. Why, your, why your are you team, calling my, my group of people? Where the, where you like to hang out on social media. They uh, call him a simp because they they uh, he said they claim he's on the women's side. Apparently, I wouldn't call him a simp. I don't think a I don't think a simp is the right term. Uh, and simp has become this de facto term for basically just anybody who a wimp. Who, right, a kind beta. of. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, back in the day, the term we Soy would use boy. would be different um, for sure. What would uh, you use? Pussy. You'd call him a oh, pussy. Oh, okay. You know, back in the day. For some know, reason, I thought you had some terrible, some like horrible. I guess pussy is bad. You can't say that anymore. I guess. No, I mean, not 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 in that way. I don't. Sure, think. sure. Um, right, but yeah. So it's so funny though because apparently he he cheated on his wife. Then his wife and him posted a video on social media. Then his wife posted another video on YouTube, um, wherein like. Uh, she looked like she was like a soldier, like she had like camo on and like a like a beret. Um, mm-hmm. And there were all sorts of all sorts of content creators. What what's your take on it all, Jared? Um, I just found it ridiculous. You know, I, I had no idea who this guy was until um, you know you know how I actually heard about it is I saw a parody of it, and I and I thought that was real at first. Actually, do you want me to play it for you? I bet yeah, you can find yeah, it yeah, yeah. Play the parody. for It us. was a parody where it was a woman sitting with her husband, and. Uh, here I'll, I'll send you I'll send you the link, but then I'll, I'll play it just so you can see just so you can see what they look like. And I, I thought that was real at first. I was like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever that's seen." That's how you know it's a good parody if you think um, it's real. But 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 that's because I've just been ignoring the the Derek Jackson thing because I I had no idea what it was. Here I'll, I'll play it for you. This is it's it's this is ridiculous. Have a marriage like this, you know. We took hold on. Have a marriage like this, you know. We took vows, and ultimately, I defiled them in every way possible. I I had a lot of inappropriate relationships with men, with women, a lot of men, a lot of women. I was fucking, I was sucking, I was in bars, cars, closets, trains. Basically, I mean, shit. I had a couple ran on me. I'm a runner. I'm a track star. All of that. Like it was bad and. I'm not proud of it, and I want to publicly apologize for my choices and my decisions. You know, I was eating ass, and I don't even do that for my husband. So I, I don't know. I, I take full accountability. <laughs> so yeah, then he uh, pretends to throw up at the end. But that's the first thing I saw, and I'm like, that is the wildest thing I saw, and I didn't realize it right. was a joke. Oh yeah, but people, people, did you see that? Um, did you see? Yeah, and then the uh, speaking of what she was wearing, by the way, you brought that up. I didn't really have any comment except for she commented on the bonnet, saying it like the like it's like some sort of like crown of 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 justice or or like empowerment or something. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. This, God, like I don't know, like this is like God. I don't know. It was it was ridiculous. I was just curious if you saw it because I know that you you uh, you know you know. You, you you enjoy that world. I don't even know the right word to say it. You're you're I, more aware of what's going on in that world than I am. Right. 
Yeah, well, there's. Have there's you just heard a of the guy before? Before this happened, I imagine. Yeah, the, well, there's a couple of content creators I really like. So number one is uh, mediocre uh, tutorials and reviews, MTR, um, and he definitely talked about it. Abba and Preach is another uh, uh, two content creators I really like, um, and um, they all talked about it. It's so funny though, Jared. Just to give our listeners context, so Derek Jackson has uh, seven hundred twenty-nine thousand subscribers on YouTube, six hundred thirty-five videos, and and a lot of his videos are titled like. Um, you know, well, if 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 you're a single mom and he doesn't want to date you, he ain't a real man, or or mm-hmm. or you know, st- kind of stuff like that. So it's he definitely is on the other side of the coin. I would say, like you know, the manosphere. To your side. I would. Why do you keep saying it's my side? I don't think it's my side. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the title of um, some of these MTR videos, and I- I'm just saying. Well, yeah, he uh, he is uh, red pilled and in the manosphere. Yeah. So um, if if is and he is a, a opposition, his message is slightly in opposition to this Derek Jackson guy. I would say it's the polar opposite of, okay. of a lot of what Derek Jackson says. But and it's just you, so funny. And you watch MTR. I do. Yeah. So I'm I saying like your videos. <laughs> That's why I said it. I see. What, well, see, <clears throat> I thought you just meant like I, I definitely cannot represent the entire manosphere because there's a lot of toxicity, nor do I want to represent everything that the manosphere represents. Um, there's a lot of good things that come out of it, but there's also some bad things, a lot of negativity and bitterness as well. Um, right. I anyways, don't want to talk about your involvement in the manosphere. I was just curious if you saw that. But yeah, oh. it's, it's just so funny, though. The last comment I'll make, Jared, is the reason why it's so funny is that the amount of stuff that he had say to like a lot of times like slander other men, he ended up doing the same thing. And then the thing that I thought was so fascinating was in his video responses to a lot of these, he keeps like talking about God and finding Christ and God mm-hmm. and all this. And it's like, to me, I'm sorry, but to me, it just seemed like that was a very convenient excuse uh, way, sure. kind of an easy way out. Just, well, I of needed course. to find God and I found God. And it's like, yeah, really, of course. Dude, it's a cop out, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, it, it's all, it's all, it's all ridiculous. Now it's all just like, you know, what, what's the message I can now give to keep my YouTube t- channel going strong or whatever, and keep right. these people believing in in my message. Right. You know, I make well, mistakes too. We're all human, right? Which, which is true, but it's like, it's you need to have a level of self awareness. I'll even say this: I think even uh, Charlemagne. Um, gave him Donkey of the Day on one mm. of his Breakfast Club episodes. Wow. I think I saw something on YouTube as like a recommended video for that as well. Um, I, okay, yeah, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, it was it was ridiculous. It, I, the, the jokes were 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 uh, they magnificent. Were, they, they were pretty Chef's funny. kiss, magnificent. I mean, the, that's the beauty. Well, the beauty and the uh, the terrifying aspect of the internet is is the internet remains undefeated as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. Let's uh, let's spread a little love though, yeah. Jordan. Oh, spread oh. some positivity. Let's let's uh, with a remix, actually. Spread a little love. There we go. Spread a little love. That's <laughs> when when did I even? When did love. we make that? That was that's an old one. Spread a little love. Where well, did you even find it? You made the melody. <laughs> you made the beat or whatever, and then I just put. I just I took it and Sprinkled just threw spread a little some. love in every now and again. There we go. <laughs> There we go. All right. Well, let's spread some love. My uh, shout out for today, Jared, goes out to a actually a high school student. Uh, I believe her name is pronounced um, Dasha Dasha Taylor, who has won uh, a state science fair and is a finalist in a national science competition. And her uh, the reason why she won, Jared, is she has invented some color changing sutures which detect infection. Which when oh, reading that cool. headline, I'm 
part of me was kind of like, how is that not already a thing? It seems um, obvious. I like. Right. I feel like I understand how they're made already. <laughs> right. But it's so amazing. So so uh, 17-year-old Dasha Taylor was named one of 40 finalists in the Regeneron Science Talent Search, the country's oldest and most prestigious science and math competition for high school students. Um so yeah, so uh, here we go. So Dasha uh, Taylor has juiced about three dozen beets in the last 18 months. The root vegetables she's found provide the perfect dye for her invention. Str- uh, suture thread that changes color from bright red to dark purple when a surgical wound becomes infected. The 17-year-old student at Iowa, West, uh, Iowa City West High School in Iowa City, Iowa, began working on the project in October 2019 after her chemistry teacher shared information about a statewide science fair with the class. As she developed her sutures, she nabbed awards at several regional science fairs before advancing to the national stage. See, here's the thing, Jared. I think there are so many people out there who want to start a business, who want to make a positive change in the world. And a lot of times, it can be something so simple, so obvious, that most people don't even think about it. Like the fact Mm -hmm. that you and I both thought it's like, Oh well, well, how are colored searchers <laughs> not already a thing? Like it's something so obvious that you wouldn't yeah. even think about it. But these are the people I think who will be making groundbreaking discoveries, oh, um, yeah. inventions, decisions, um, and I think it's amazing. So anyway, yeah, she's shout probably out. got a whole bunch of other ideas in that in, in her brain that she's that is also like, well, oh yeah, why don't we do this? It's like, oh yeah, why don't we do this? Right, exactly. But yeah, so I think this is amazing. So I've, shout out to you, Dasha. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little more delayed but it gets the point across there i have a go. shout out too by the way go for it uh and mine is to uh, uh virginia the state of virginia and the governor uh they signed a historic bill abolishing the death penalty oh nice uh, after centuries of carrying out executions virginia on wednesday became the 23rd state to abolish the death penalty after uh governor ralph north ralph northam signed his, uh, historic legislation into law that ends capital punishment in the Commonwealth. We can't give out the ultimate punishment without being 100% sure that we're right, and we can't sentence people to that ultimate punishment knowing that the system did, doesn't work uh, the same for everyone. Northam, a Democrat, said ahead of signing the legislation at the Greensville Correctional Center, uh, which houses Virginia's death, death chamber. Uh, with Northam's signature, Virginia became the first Southern state to repeal the death penalty since the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated the punishment. Excuse me, in 1976, the new law set to go into effect in July comes as a mate. What if someone? No one has a death penalty. Like no one's scheduled for death between now and July, right? That would be wild. That would suck. Uh, <laughs> Talk about getting a, a serious bad de- uh, hand of cards. Two inmates currently on death row in Virginia will have their death sentences commuted to life imprisonment. Make no mistake, if you commit the most serious of crimes, there uh, you will be punished, but Virginia cannot uh, do that without uh, continuing a system that gets it wrong even once. I North wonder what's says. worse, though, Jared. Um, the death penalty or serving life in prison? Worse for who? Well, a worse punishment or a worse for the person that has to take the punishment? That's which a good, one? And which that's a good question? Which one would you prefer? Uh, both. <laughs> both. Mm. I mean, the worst punish because I don't know. Part of me, if I don't know what's what worse, what crime are like, you punishing? By the way, 
I guess um, homicide. Maybe you killed somebody, right? Isn't okay. that a crime that would warrant the death penalty? Uh, probably, yeah. Because I mean, the crimes or th- or th- to even to get you to that level have to be pretty intense. It pro- um, I bet you. I, I would say just to be safe, you might even have to go a little further than that and say like, like a mass shooter. You know, right? Because even but one see, person, I don't know mm-hmm. if that. I don't know if one person would just automatically get someone to death penalty. I think there's a lot of right. circumstances where you know you could talk yourself out of, talk talk a jury out of a death penalty right but i think you know you know once you get to multiple people then it's pretty you know now granted we aren't lawyers and we have no idea what you I know am. what some of these laws are but uh yeah Jared, I, I, JD. Don't know, I, I don't know what would be worse though rotting away in prison or i wonder if it's better to just be like you know what kill me now let's get this over yeah, with but the thing is uh a lot of those kill me now and get me over with. like it, it, that's not usually how the death penalty works anyway you know a lot of these right. people are usually in jail for decades before that even happens right so uh you kind of get the worst you know m- maybe at that point it's a blessing it's like yeah i've already been in jail for 15 17 18 years um like at this and, and just just to eventually be killed one day uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Yeah. Know. Our, well, our whole incarceration incarceration system is messed up. Exactly. That might which be is an why, episode worth talking about at some point. Which is why I think uh, I, I, that's why I think the death penalty is especially immoral. Is because we do we already know that it's how specifically biased it is, right. and how um, and how it's I don't know. It's just like we we, we know we're playing in a biased system to begin with. Right. Well, and plus, it's you know killing whoever you know did all these things it doesn't bring anybody back it doesn't quote unquote fix or solve anything per se yeah um, but yeah yeah that is good though i think for for uh it was virginia right virginia mm-hmm. the 23rd state and the first southern state so there's another stereotype about the deep south they like to kill people that's uh, terrible yeah, well, <laughs> well jared i mean depending <laughs> depending on the time in history and the color of your skin that's a pretty easy argument to make unfortunately um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, I think you know what time it is, though, Jared. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Woo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a different there, system, people. Come on. There we go. We're, we're adjusting. Don't worry. We're adjusting. But yes, that is the untranslatable owl, which means it is time for some untranslatable phrases. I will get us started to, today, Jared, with uh, some Arabic phrases. Um, because Arabic is uh, a little teaser for our later segment, but Arabic is the most commonly spoken um, second language or foreign language in Michigan. So I'll get us started. I uh, wanted to represent uh, our home state. And the first one I will give you, Jared, is um, Alharka Baraka, which means movement is a blessing. What do you think this means, Jared? It's good. It's, we're lucky to be alive. I don't know. Movement uh, is a blessing. Quite. I mean, yes and no. We are lucky to be alive, but count 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 every blessing. You know, don't take the small stuff for nope. granted. Nope. You might tell me, Jared. You know, you might say, "I had a long road trip. I have a lot of I have a lot of work to do. I have to edit these podcasts." And then I tell you, "Well, Jared, movement is a blessing." If you said that to me after I said all that, I'd probably be like, "Well, that's yeah." Uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, you're lucky to be alive. I don't know. Nope. It's, it has nothing to do work with is lucky good. to be alive. Your work is good. You have a lot of work to do. So get so, to it. There you go. Ugh, exactly. Geez. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you said that to me, I'd be like, all right. 
No it, one yeah, it just means you need to act in order to get things done. I see, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give you an Afrikaans one. Hoining om de mond Rub honey around somebody's mouth. Rub honey around somebody's mouth? Yeah. Is that to sweet talk somebody? Oh, I wish I had a ham horn. Yes, it is. Okay. It is to, I'll to, try to do my best <laughs> makeshift ham horn. To butter someone up. That's an even better way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or I guess up. maybe you could also say a popular untranslatable here in the U.S. to brown nose. Yep. Or if we want to use the honey, you could say to uh, to honey them up. Make them sweet yeah. like honey. I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think. Anyway. Yeah, that doesn't quite work. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. Anyway. But I like where your head's at. You know, right? we can make um, our own translatables. It's, it's, uh, it's our, our I own mean, we have. Exactly. We, we legit have. Exactly. Um, all right, Jared. This one uh, here is also Arabic. Allah aini warasi, which means on my head and my eyes. It's like right in front of your face. It's like it's obvious. Not quite. Uh, not quite. Um, for example, uh, you know, you say, hey, Chad, could you, um, would you mind coming over and uh, helping me out with something? Um I say, uh, sure, Jared, on my head and on my eyes. Then you say, hey, Chad, um, I need some help uh, translating this German document for work. I say, no problem, Jared, on my head and my eyes. You say, hey, Chad, what was that uh, bottle of wine you had that we had that one time? Would you mind bringing it over? Uh, Sure, Jared, on my head and my eyes. It's like, oh, it's like I'll remember to do it, essentially. It's on the top of my mind. Basically, or... I'll get right to it. Yeah, or just simply like uh, the at least according to this website here, the meaning is I would I would love to do anything uh, that you ask. So basically, like my pleasure to help you. Uh, okay, okay. I love how you keep putting yourself in these situations. I don't mean to laugh like this. It's just <laughs> it is kind of funny. Hey, it's it's easier for me to be the scapegoat, Jared, than you know use some other <clears throat> rando. So that's true. Uh, I, my second Flemish of the week. Um, and first Flemish of today, but I have another Flemish one. It's a Metzchen noise in. Uh, oh, dude, that's crazy. Me, me. Uh, is that the name of this? Me, me and my, um, and my, and my parents were talking about this one restaurant that we used to like to go to in Germany. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, we cannot remember the name of the city. And the name of the city was Noise. And I just oh, remembered it because that's of this hilarious. Flemish word. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and I, because I was, we were saying, like, I remember the train stop. I remember what it looks like. But for the life of me, I cannot remember this area. And that's it. Anyway. You better send your parents a text message after today's episode. Yeah, like, if I figured remember, it out. I do that. Mitzien uh, noise in the butterfall. And by the way, this one also has butter in it as well. Something as, about so the, the last to one. fall with your nose in the butter or something like that. You, how did you know noise was nose? I took a guess. Oh wow! That's I figured it was good. either new or nose, but I, I, I figured new and butter, um, and I heard fallen. I figured, figured it's got to be nose to fall with your nose in the butter. Is that to like? Um, it's like when something's easy for you, right? Not, not exactly. No. No. Um, when something, uh, when something happens unexpectedly, maybe you're looking for butter specifically. When something's right in front of your face, so you don't see it. No, 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 no. Maybe you're looking for uh, no. Mm. 
You need ingredients to cook. I have no idea. <laughs> Give me a clue. To be, uh, to be in the right place at the right time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let me... Uh, uh, let me give you one more Arabic one, and I'll give you a German one to end it today. Um, all right. Uh, oh, this is a good one here. Um, Yad Wahed Matzafash. I'm sure I said that wrong. One hand doesn't clap. You're uh, you're pretending to be interested? No. Um, for example, Jared, with our podcast, One Hand Doesn't Clap. Uh, it takes two. It takes it takes teamwork to, to two of us to to for it to work. There you we can't go. Do it on very, your own. very good. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It means that cooperation from all parties is necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, yeah, we couldn't do this podcast. I definitely could not do it uh, without you. That's for sure. Um, so so yeah. All right. Let me end it though with a German one, unless you have any other untranslatables for today. No, go ahead. All right. Here we go. Er oder sie glaubt. Das er oder sie eine extra Wurst bekommt. Uh, so they think that they, uh, a person thinks that they uh, deserve or get an, an extra sausage. Exactly, exactly. It's like what they, does think that they think they are, are worthy of more than they really are or deserve more than they do. They think they're extra special for some exactly. reason. If there was Why a ham horn for today, an extra, I would... Uh, uh, extra sausage. And you know who this idiom reminds me of, Jared? This idiom reminds Ooh, me of people spill the who, tea, as they say. I will. This idiom reminds me of a lot of times older white people who you see berating anyone speaking a foreign language in a public mm. place. Like, well, uh, you know, you've seen I've seen videos of uh, men and women who are berating, you know, people for speaking Spanish on the phone and saying, "This is America. You need to speak English." Well, first, of, first of all, uh, first off, um, you giant bigots. We do not have an official language um, as a country, at least. Yeah. Um, so English is not an official language. Therefore, uh, and also some of these people yeah, I've even it's seen God's videos. language. That's that's, right. that's what's most important. <laughs> but I've that's seen some people God even speaks, say so that's the language we speak here. English, yeah. Well, I've, mm-hmm. I've even seen Americans say, speak American, this is America. It's like, well, American isn't technically a language. But uh, anyway. Could you make an argument that American is a language? Or, or at least like a, I mean, it's a dialect. Um, well, I, I would I would even, and here, this is where you can get in the real nitty gritty here, Jared. Um, I would actually say it's a variety. A dialect would be like, uh, the 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 way they speak, for example, you were just in Louisiana. You know, the way people might speak in different regions of Louisiana, that would be more of a dialect. So you can't have a dialect on a national level is what you're saying? I mean, you, you can, but I think a lot of la- linguists or people who actually study language would probably call it more of a variant, a well, language I guess variant. That's mm-hmm. fair, too, because America's so big because yeah, I guess I would say, yeah, you're right. You know, different parts of the U.S. have different dialects, but then the American... Mm-hmm style overall is different but if you were to go to like smaller countries like germany you don't say germany has its own dialect of german and then there's dialects in different areas you know even though there are different countries that speak german you don't really say the german dialect right exactly yeah that okay so i I hear you it's it is weird to explain dialects on a national level i think is probably true one other thing that i think is important about today's topic is that the kind of de facto languages that are most commonly spoken in almost every state obviously english but also spanish 
Um, so in today's episode, we won't really be discussing Spanish that much because there are so many states that it, there wouldn't really be that much to talk about. So these will be some of the most you, common spoken languages other than English or Spanish. Okay. Oh, that, see, that's different. Do you think, uh, do you think, I wonder at what your Spanish level would be like if you lived in like Southern California or just like the, su- what do you call that area? The, I'm looking at the map. Southwest. Now. The Southwest. Yeah. What, what your Spanish would be like. And maybe... Muy bien, senor. Muy bien. <laughs> It'd be very, very good probably. I doubt it would be. I doubt it would be, actually. Really? You think so? I, I think it's easy to think it would be because you speak German and all now. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I've... Well, I think, it, I think it would be it would be good, once again, if I, if I was interested in learning sure, Spanish like I was learning German. But that's then what I'm saying. Would. I don't think that's you would true. be even though you're surrounded by it. Yeah. I think it's just easy not to be, you know? Right. But that is the beauty of living in the U.S. is that if you do want to learn some of these languages, there are places you can go and learn them. You don't necessarily have to uh, just up and move to a different country. And right now, because of the pandemic, that is also really difficult. So you have Um, a list in front of you? I have a bunch of, yeah. Well, what I thought would be kind of fun, Jared, is you are our geography you're uh, kind of our default geography Listen, expert. Sixth grade, I got straight A's <laughs> in geography, and now I'm just carrying that on for the rest of my life. That's right. You're carrying the, the torch. You know, that is one of my probably uh, academic highlights was sixth grade geography. There we go. So I should have looked for to... that report card when my mom you should have. I'm front disappointed of me. that you didn't think about that. <laughs> um, all right. That's so I'm going to moment. name a state, and I want you to tell me what you think is the most commonly spoken language other than English or Spanish. And we'll start off with Tejas, with Texas. What do you think what? is the oh, most commonly... I'm throwing you for a loop because obviously the de facto would be Spanish. Um, but what other language do you think in Texas? <sighs> German or Portuguese. That's both of those very good guesses. But according to the uh, businessinsider.com, the most commonly uh, uh, spoken language in Texas, other than English and Spanish, is actually Vietnamese. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, okay. That, that, that actually, that actually, I mean, it doesn't make, I wouldn't have thought Vietnamese, but, but that, I guess that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let me give you another state here. We'll, we'll go way up north to Montana. What language do you think is most commonly spoken in Montana other than English or Spanish? Dude, I have no, no idea. French. Uh, you're warm. Italian. I'm warm. Getting colder. How is French warm? Uh, German? There we go. There okay. We go. Those are similar? Those are... <laughs> that well, gets me the warm. Country, the countries are near one another. Have you ever... I, I, always, I always wonder about these lists. What is it in Michigan? Do you have Michigan on there? Yeah. I already told you what Michigan was. Oh, what'd you say? Arabic. Oh, right, right, right. See that? Arabic. I guess that makes sense to me because I'm from, I'm from close to the to the sort of hotspot of of where the Arabic is spoken. I've yep. been through that area, so I know that area. Which well, is where in Michigan, Jared? Dearborn. Exactly. And that's yeah, where Dearborn. there's the highest concentration of of Arabic um, speakers in, in the, the United US, States. I believe. Yeah. yeah, which is which blows my mind. Um, and, and so that makes sense to me. But so, okay, could you give me Louisiana? Because is, is it French? Are you going to tell me it's yes, French? It's French. It's I don't French. think I've ever gone anywhere in, in Louisiana and just heard someone speaking French, you know? Right. And th- that's where I, and, 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 I, and I know French, like the, the, like the French culture heavily influences Louisiana culture. But mm-hmm. outside of street signs, 
And outside of restaurants and stuff or, or names of meals like Cafe Ole, which is coffee and milk, a popular coffee drink in New Orleans and Louisiana, mm-hmm. I never really he- just like you never just come across like some some southern person just like speaking french with a southern accent <laughs> right right well this is though according to now granted this could also shape the obviously the data but this is according to the uh, u.s census bureau's american community survey which annually asks mm. more than one million americans questions about their lives families and background one question asks the respondents what language they mainly speak in their homes and um, this is people that aren't saying spanish or english right Okay. And okay. From Louisiana, they they have French. I, I, and I, I, th- that is the obvious choice, and I still don't get it. I, I don't right. understand that. I don't know. Maybe is there is there a large expat community from France or Haiti or maybe? Uh, I, I mean, they. It, you know what? I also maybe I need to have a better understanding of is the Creole and Cajun languages, right? Because h- how much of those are influenced by French, and do they put French because there's no spot to put Creole? What like but well, the Creole it seems language like, is completely I wonder different if this than survey French. if they gave them and we don't know, but I don't know if they gave them, you know, like a, a checkbox or if it was just you wrote in the language. Um it's probably checkboxes because that's the right. quicker way to I, uh, I, I collect think, data. Yeah, I think I think it has to be a checkbox because I think if you're actually if you're putting in like writing it in, there's a lot more space for error when right. you're processing that data. As someone that works with a lot of data having it written in would if so like you know if someone spells it wrong it's gonna you know that could throw it off or something like that so right yeah exactly exactly but yeah so it's it's really interesting though just to see the breakup of how different languages like where they're distributed across the u.s and like i said like vietnamese was a bit surprising for me for texas i would have actually thought german because i do know there are some towns and communities in texas where they still speak German, they write German, uh, the kids learn it in school. Um, but I think that's are they like, you know, probably are they dwindling. Like, are they like remnants of, of... Probably like Frankenmuth would be my guess. Oh, okay. I was going to say remnants of like World War II families escaping Germany. Maybe. Like Nazi families know. that escaped Germany to Texas or something. Well, I think those tended to that's go in South down America. to South America. Yeah, At least that's, that's what they like say. Argentina, and you right. can find some like legit old school Nazi communities. Isn't that true? If in certain areas in, in South mm-hmm. America, yeah, where, where it actually looks like you're in a German town. Well, I know it, I know at least in, in Chile, they have a couple places like that in Brazil. They have mm. a couple places like that in Brazil. They also have, uh, an, I think it's in the very South of Brazil. They call them the Confederados. And these are people who left after the civil war, after the, uh, the Confederates lost they left, moved to Brazil to try to continue their their southern way of life, um, and so so yeah. So it's it's really weird. Just the the oh, that's so. I'm sorry. I'm looking at pictures now, and it looks it's just messed so up, weird. isn't it? It's messed up. Um, anyways, it's even it's, hilly too, obviously, because you're in right. South America. So you you get like those mount, like those little like charming mountain town vibes, right? Oh man! All right, Jared, See, that so is in, not a place I would want to go on vacation. No, no kidding. <laughs> I would love to visit Brazil, but yeah, I'm not. You might put be that able place to on my get, list. Uh, go there, but I feel like well, I would I could not probably be get accepted. away with it. Sure, <laughs> you know, I just have to trim my mustache in a particular way, and I'd be good to go. Well, they would be um, like, "What is that guy doing there?" If they saw me, he does right? not I'd be belong like, "Hey, here. we do a podcast." And then I we just both. wanted some spatzel. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, all right, Jared. I think instead of me asking you now individual 
states. Let me let me give you toss out some languages, and I want to see if you can just rattle off a couple um, instead. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of flip it. So so Jared, when when you think of states where uh, people where the highest most commonly spoken language would be Chinese, which states would come to your mind? California. Nope. New York. Yep. Okay. Um, there's more. Yep. I would Just say give me may- a couple more. Maybe um, now I'm looking at your map. So I have it back here, Jerry. What, to help we, you out. We, we we haven't said Texas yet, have we? We did. Texas was Vietnamese. Remember? Vietnamese. Right. 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 Okay. Uh, Washington. Uh, very good. Yeah. Washington. So Washington State. Yes. Chinese is the most commonly spoken language, other than English and Spanish. Okay. And then one of these is in the West. I'll give you a little clue. Um, or I guess more Central West than uh, Washington. Uh, Washington State. Nevada. Nevada. A um, little bit further north. Idaho. Uh, <laughs> Wyoming. There you go. Wyoming. I was really <laughs> surprised by this. I'm just that following in Wyoming, the map. Right, exactly. But yeah, so the Western states where Chinese is the most commonly taught or, or spoken, sorry, language is Washington and Wyoming, which I found really interesting. I guessed um, Wyoming because there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of industry in Wyoming. Or excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, Washington. I picked Washington because there's a lot of uh, like big big companies, big uh, big tech companies right. in Washington. And New York, I think it makes sense because it's I obviously just New a York huge because trade hub. In, there's everyone's in New York, right. so I just that seemed like an easy guess. Now there's another you. state right near New York, though, Jared, that might surprise you with their uh, with Chinese. Any ideas? Maryland. Any guesses? Good guess, but no, Pennsylvania, believe it or not. Oh, okay. In Pennsylvania, they have the... Uh, I, I figured with Pennsylvania, that one would be German. I thought that one, like, I felt really confident that one, the third language would be German. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Oh, well, just because of those Amish people saying gut. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we talked about that one time, like, a couple of years ago. I, w- so, I, I went to a... I mean, I, I was in walking distance. I mean, you know, maybe like a 30-minute walk, but of a very bustling Chinatown in Philadelphia with great restaurants there. There. so I, I was pretty close to, and it was it was a pretty big area the chinatown so honestly you know just be, just just with concentration of people there's probably uh it's probably pretty close in the amount of amish people in you know all these middle nowhere towns versus the amount of chinese people in philadelphia and probably like pittsburgh you know yeah you're, you're probably <laughs> right about that that's true that's true um, okay i got a couple more chinese uh states for you uh, and I'll just tell them to you because uh, there's only a couple of them. Um, this one surprised me as well. North Carolina. Okay. Um, and then also Missouri. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know much about what's going on in a lot of these country- states, though, you know, to right. be fair. Right. You know, because uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 like, I'm trying to guess what would attract a certain le- – what, what attracted um, the large uh, like Middle Eastern population to Dearborn? Do, do you have, know what that is? I, I sure, don't know. I'm sure. I, I I think it was some. I mean, some sort of um, exodus from like from. Um, well, there was probably some some type of. Um, because we also in Michigan have a large Chaldean population, which is um, like a like a uh, Christian and like Catholic people from uh, like Iraq and I believe Iran as well, if I'm not mistaken. And I think historically they were sort of pushed out of uh, their countries for being Christian. And, and I, I do know that there's a large population of Chaldean people around here in Metro Detroit. Right. 
I think what it might but have the- been, Jared, was just that uh, maybe some uh, some families came here, emigrated from mm. wherever in the Middle East. And just word of mouth, that's, that's yeah. the spot, and it just grew yep. and grew. Yep, which is interesting, though, Jared, because Dearborn has more... Um, Arab residents, um, uh, Arabic-speaking residents. Arab? I have no idea. Probably not. Okay, um, I would say Arab, but um, that's just an- me. Anyways, um, more um, Arab. Uh, yeah, definitely not Arab. That's yeah, yeah. That <laughs> sounds yeah. Hearing that back, that sounds not good. Anyways, the the, the biggest Arab population, um, and then in number two and number three are actually San Francisco and where was the other one? Um, See, I feel New like York, San Francisco, I, I mean, California as a whole is, is tough, but I feel like San Francisco area would have more of a, a large, like, um, Chinese population maybe right. as well. But you know, uh, that's, that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. Now, 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 here's another thing, um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a legend that apparently Henry Ford met a uh, Yemeni sailor at port and told him about auto factory jobs that paid $5 a day, which back then was crazy money. Uh, The sailor spread the word, sending uh, uh, to chain migration from Yemen and other parts of the Middle East. Um, So that's part of what got a a lot of... uh Arabic people into Michigan area, the Michigan area mm-hmm. is what you're makes, saying. Makes sense. Is I mean, that, and, uh, I so think, Henry Ford played a role in that, tempting people with jobs. Well, I would say, I would argue that if you if you see any huge, massive migrations of people, um, a lot of times it's because of jobs. It's because sure. of jobs and life opportunities. Sure, of um, course. So, but yeah, and but the cool thing though too about a lot of these different states that have these big populations is you get. You can get a taste of their home culture. You know, I mean, there are so many really good different Middle Eastern restaurants in and around Dearborn, for example. Um, yeah. And it's cool, too, because when you go into areas of Dearborn, it, like like you you, it really, you can tell that you're in uh, like that community because like um, m- like the majority of stores, the uh, like the titles are written in Arabic. And it's mm-hmm. it's cool to see, you know, I, 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 I like get- I like seeing that. I get flashbacks whenever uh, I see Chinese restaurants that actually have traditional Chinese uh, character. Well, actually, they wouldn't be traditional. They would be simplified. But when I, whenever I see a restaurant with Chinese characters out front, I get flashbacks of my time in China, um, and mm-hmm. I definitely miss it. Um, so, but yeah. besides, so uh, uh, do you know this off the top of your head? And if so, could you, I wonder if you could get me the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan, the second language in Michigan is Arabic, not Spanish. Um, I don't know that actually. I, I'm curious what what's are there any states in the U.S. where it's not Spanish? Like I, I'm sure the vast majority of the second language is Spanish, but I, I just wonder if that's every state in the United States. That's a good question, and to be honest with you, I don't know that answer. Um, it's hard to say. Um, that's a yeah, it's hard to say. I'm not. I'm not sure. That's a good question. You got me stumped here, Jared. I got to give you credit. You okay. got me stumped. Well, let um, us know next episode. Okay. Well, Come back yeah, to we'll, us. We'll, we'll have us to see. Posted. I don't even know where I can find that info, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. What do you mean where um, you could find it? Google. Well, I just Googled uh, it, was, it and I couldn't find it. Uh, yeah. No. Me neither. I, I was looking too, and I'm like, this is actually harder than. So, Jared, when Google runs out, what do you? I do? don't know the right <laughs> thing to put in. What do you put in? The second. I would say I would say most commonly spoken second language in Michigan. For example, most com most c- commonly spoken second 
languages in U.S. states. That's what I'm going to put in because we're not just looking at Michigan. That's not really going to help us. But it'll probably come up the same thing as a lot of these other ones where they exclude Spanish would be my bet. Okay. All right. I think so. Yeah, because it see, yeah, which which then I think the de facto answer for you, Jared, would be yes. Spanish is the most and just every spoken. single state, right? Which could okay. be, which very well could be. Sure. No, I'm not um, saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even saying that's hard to believe. I'm just just curious. Just curious. Right. right. Uh, good. Okay. Um, so I guess what that means, Jared, is if you want to learn Spanish, you're you're good to go wherever you are in the U.S. Maybe um, I don't know how true that is, but anyways, uh, I mean let's I think go, it's let, fairly true in general. Let's go with German now, Jared. What uh, what states do you think uh, German is the most commonly spoken other language? Maryland. Um, no. Um, I'm gonna go New Jersey. No, that doesn't make any sense. No, also no. New New Jersey, I believe, is. I'm gonna go Maine. Uh, oh, you're getting into all these small states up east. There, Alabama. Okay. Uh, Alabama, no. All right, I'm done uh, guessing. Wait, 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 this wait. You're right, idea. Alabama. You're right. Sorry, right, you're right. This is still a bad idea. Um, okay, so Alabama. So let me tell you the the states. Alabama, yes. Uh, German. Uh, South Carolina, which does make sense because don't they have a BMW plant down in South Carolina? <laughs> That's true, they do. Actually, uh, I drove mm-hmm. past a, um, I drove pa- past the Mercedes plant in Alabama, mm-hmm. and I drove past the Corvette plant in Bowling Green, uh, Kentucky as well. Okay, and you could tell because uh, like uh, around Alabama, all of a sudden you just see all these trucks with Mercedes on them, and around Bowling Green, you just see all these Corvette trucks. And I'm like, oh yeah, I must be close to where those are built. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, do, German- you think, do you think BMW's plant being in South Carolina would have that much influence? I think actually Mercedes also has a plant in South Carolina as potentially, well. Potentially, potentially. I mean, if you get enough families moving down there, and if they like it. Um, potentially, I mean, it depends how big the plants and the factories and how many jobs are. I mean, I mean, look at, look at, um, you know, Pfizer back in the day when Pfizer was in Ann Arbor. I mean, they had over, I think 10,000 employees working there. That's a, I mean, were there a lot of German expatriates in the area at the time? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I was too young back then. All right. Oh, they, Um, they build Mercedes vans in, uh, in South Carolina. So there's Mercedes there too. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. So, Alabama, South Carolina. Uh, this is German. Kentucky. Virginia. Uh, no. Virginia is uh, actually Arabic. Okay. So, here, so, here's the weird thing about the map, Jared. In the Midwest, I will just tell you, the Midwest is predominantly Arabic. So, states where Arabic is the most commonly spoken foreign language are Michigan, Iowa, Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia, and also Tennessee. And then we have German... Um, in Indiana and Kentucky, and then German further down in South Carolina. And then North Carolina, though, as I mentioned, was Chinese. Um, so it's really interesting, just the the mixture of different languages, but you do have pockets. Like yeah, I will they, tell you there's a pocket from Nebraska all the way down to Texas. That's all Vietnamese. So it's okay. kind of interesting how when you look sure. at the map, People how it gravitate towards each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, now, what sense. languages, though, Jared, do you think are spoken the most widely in Arizona and New Mexico? Mm. This might be one you might not expect. I'm going to go with uh, Hindi. Okay, not quite. This uh, this language, um, 
These speakers of this language became very popular in the U.S. during World War II for helping out with codes. Helping out with codes. And helping use their language to... Maybe you don't know. Okay. Navajo. Okay. It's a Native American language. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That's. I guess that's nice to see somewhere in the United right. States, even though it's right. really not the most... Yeah. All right. Cool. And then, and then the last other big language I'm seeing um, from a lot of these other uh, states is... Well, so in, in, in South Dakota, there are also some Native American languages there. Uh, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and Sioux are all Native American languages. However, the other big language that you see in Nevada out west and in California, and for some reason also, Jared, in New Jersey, is uh, Filipino um, and Tagalog. Oh, that's not surprising to me. Right, especially... Well, so why... May, I'll be honest. New Jersey surprises me, but apparently is, uh, there is there a large... About, fil- but you, don't, you don't know anything, I don't know about, anything New Jersey, about New Jersey. About, I don't know true. much about New Jersey, but... You don't uh, like I. I don't know why it would surprise you. What would you expect it to be? Italian or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, Italian. Exactly. Or... You know nothing about New Jersey, and I don't right. either. But uh, I, I feel like I at least know better than to assume it should be Italian, just because. Well, we ha- we watch TV, right? And, and that's right. all we see. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's it's really interesting though to just see all these different languages. In case you're curious, Jared, Colorado uh, is German. Which okay. surprised me. I thought, um, I don't know. I thought they maybe like the in outdoors. The, mm-hmm, that the Germans do love the outdoors, and I think so do. Yeah, we're like a good place where we can go for a hike, right? That makes perfect um, sense. I get so it. So here's the other interesting thing, though. So geographically speaking, Jared, I'm looking at this map. Obviously, Louisiana is kind of down by itself with as a French speaking um, mm. state, which Once I think again, we I've both are still a little skeptical. Like, do you speak French? That's never happened to me in Louisiana. Right. But the other French-speaking states, Jared, are Maryland, Delaware, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. So it's kind of interesting that you have this pocket of French up north, which makes sense because it does border Canada, where mm-hmm. there are some French speakers. So I get that. Yeah, uh, Lu- Louisiana. I mean, I get it because of the cultural history, I guess. But sure, I have I don't a little get bit of pra- skepticism. I don't for get that. it in practice, but I knew that would be what they say. Right. And I'm like, I hear you, but um. But I don't, I don't buy it. You know, I don't, I don't buy it. Right now, now this this last state that I'll mention, I think is is kind of a fun one. In Illinois, Polish is actually the most common, and I wonder if Chicago has anything to do with that because I know a there big is Polish population there. That's true. Right. Yeah. I wonder how much the big cities play a role in this, right? Because sure. I would argue that the big cities are probably like Dearborn. That's I where mean, people it's a are huge gravi- hub. That's where people right. are gravitating towards. People aren't really gravitating in huge droves towards these little towns, you know? Right. Exactly. So yeah. But yeah. So it seems sure. like though, Jared, so if you want to learn Vietnamese, you need to go to Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, or Texas. If you want to learn German, uh you can go to Montana, North Dakota, Colorado, uh Indiana uh, and Kentucky. If you want to learn French, obviously Louisiana, Jared, as you said, Bonjour. but also those states up in the north, so Vermont, Maine, um, and it looks like Chinese. You got to go either way out west to Washington, or go to New York or Pennsylvania. Washington um, seems nice. Yeah, it seems beautiful out there. Um, so you could not only enjoy the beautiful scenery, but uh, practice some Chinese and get some delicious Chinese food. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's just it's really interesting to see. I don't know. I guess maybe me just being biased. I thought, I thought there would be um, actually less languages on the list 
I f- but then again, once again, when you exclude Spanish off the right. list, that already excludes you know a huge percentage um, yeah. of foreign languages. I think, and I'm still, I think mostly. Uh, so I, I obviously I know the huge influence that Spanish has on on the stats or whatever, but I am surprised that it is the second language in every state. You know, right? Exactly. But yeah, I guess it kind of makes For sense. Sure. Yeah, we really should. Uh, oh, I, 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 it's really ridiculous how little effort. Our 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 education system puts into languages. Yeah, it's, it's we we could do an entire episode on that. Trust me, buddy. I just feel uh. like we could do so much good just for society if, like, mm-hmm. most if if the majority of Americans could could speak Spanish at at least like a conversational level. That right. would just make us so much more effective in the world in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it would be. I mean, lead to obviously way better business deals and relations with you know our brothers in Central and South America. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, we, we are big supporters here of language learning. I mean, that's one of the reasons why yeah. we started this podcast mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, but, you know, I just think it's good to know which uh, states, you know, have these types of populations in case, as we said, in case you want to learn the language, in case you're curious about the culture, might be easier to find someone who you could talk to or interact with. Um so yeah, so keep that in mind, and obviously, if you're hungry, you might be able to get some really authentic food from, um, you know, some of those different cultures. Because I, I I have heard actually that there's some really good Polish uh, food in Polish restaurants, um, at least in Chicago. Um, I know a few people at the university where I work that um, teach Polish, and they've actually spoken very very highly about that. So if you're looking for some authentic food, maybe that's another good reason as well. Um, all right, well, Jared, I think we've covered everything today. Um, that I wanted to talk about regarding um, most commonly spoken uh, second or foreign languages in different states. Um, but let us know what your thoughts are at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com uh, if there's any other foreign languages we left out um, or if you have any tips on ways to interact with some people uh, in some of these states so you can continue to learn more about the language and culture. So let us know. Also, you can check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast there. Check us out on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs, Untranslatable1, the number one. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Děkujeme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanyak.